I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. How much you paying? We paying good. That's 15 cents a box. That ain't good enough. Nope, we can't pick it for that. We want 22 cents a box. No, no, we can't give you that. George thought it over. Okay, we'll do over 22 cents. Straight through, good and the bad. No, we can't. Well, we can't pick it then. We 40 miles from town. I know. We still not going to pick it. Well, y'all pick a load. I don't want to send the truck driver back empty. So y'all pick enough so he can take a load into the packing house. Then I'll send word to the boss and tell him what y'all want to do. No, we're not going to pick one. You can send the truck back down, back to town and we'll wait. Got nothing to do. Y'all just doing us this way because y'all got the upper, y'all got the advantage over us. This war ain't gonna last forever and by God, y'all gonna pay for this. We already paid, George said. All these years, we couldn't even ask how much you were paying for a box of fruit or we get fired. You gave us what you wanted to give us. You promise us one thing and give us another. You put the payday off whenever you get ready. And sometimes you didn't pay us, period. So now, far as I'm concerned, this is reckoning day. And I ain't worried about after the war. You could pay us what we want or else your fruit gonna hang out there. And they want it in New York. They want it all over the world. And you ain't got nobody to pick it. The foreman needed the fruit out of the trees. He left with the truck driver. And before long, he was back from the packing house told him to go to work he would pay them 22 cents this time hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a tuesday mm-hmm. only two more days till um whatever celebration y'all are calling this on this woke. whatever it is in this 2019 you know what i'm saying i don't want to be presumptuous yeah, i don't know if it's thanksgiving friends giving family function fuck thanksgiving you know it ain't a real holiday however you want to celebrate it indigenous people's week you know, like people call it a bunch of different stuff whatever you doing uh good luck to you and your fam come you know on what I'm saying i hope y'all hope y'all enjoy each other i hope y'all have a good time hanging out with each other and all the family merriment that comes from that mm-hmm. um or whatever if you just like it low-key and chill like we do like mm-hmm. if you like me you don't give a goddamn as long as i'm off work and i get paid for it yeah so y'all handle y'all thing i hope y'all have a great one uh of course you can find the show on itunes stitcher podomatic just search the black guy who tips leave us five star reviews no matter where you are in the world hearing the sound of my voice if you use itunes leave us a five star review we want to read it on the show we do um the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme and today's excerpt was from the warmth of other suns um which i've read from i think once or twice uh by isabel wilkerson um and that i I just got to this chapter um and that i like i i was in the house ready to like you know say a fist pump you know what i'm saying like i actually i was reading this at the doctor's office so i I was at the doctor's (laughs) i was like i'm ready to i'm ready to go out here and fist pump my ancestors you didn't want their hands okay trust uh but yeah that uh there's always this like misnomer i don't know i I think it's just a white supremacist function of it is making us think all our ancestors were just some old singing ass 
you know slaves that you know right, like nobody never fought back fought back right never stood up even under like civil like jim crow segregation civil rights era like we just took it and and then of course you know then martin luther king came along right that like everybody was just turned the other tree no some of these motherfuckers like you know what bitch you gonna get these hands today yeah george is an interesting person i mean all these stories are real people not just uh fiction but george is interesting because he went to detroit and he worked in a car factory uh, no i think an airplane factory right during the week-long detroit riot the longest one in history Mm. um and it went for like a week and a day and so he went i no, i'm going back down south because that's where his wife was in florida he goes back down south but he was changed from the north because of north you didn't have to get off the sidewalk for white people you didn't have the caste system of the south up north so right while there was still obviously racism hey week-long riots i just told you and the week-long riots was because up there for the first time really ever black people had fought back so it went a week because black people was like okay take one of us we'll take one of yours you know and y'all it fuck up our neighborhood we fucking your neighborhood come up. on everything can burn as far as we concerned right oh y'all flipping over our car like it was like it, like it was surreal to read it in the book because it was like you go down one street on the white side of town and white people flipping over uh i mean yeah on the black side of town black, white people flipping over black people shit you go to the white part of town black people flipping over white people shit he went to work and i'll probably read this in another excerpt another day but he went to work and on the train to work when he got into the black station got on you know he got on at the train at the black part of town white people was ducked down in their seats hiding almost and the black oh. people was standing up straight but then as soon as they crossed over into the white side of town it reversed the black people yeah. ducked down and the white and it was mobs outside of depending on which area of one race of people mm-hmm. being like you know knuck if you buck boy so oh such a great book and like always you get people to get caught up in the middle like a lot of people fail to realize the average person don't want the confrontation they don't want to smoke the average person does not even if they feel oppressed even if they feel it's not right even if they feel it's unjust the average person is not willing to put their lives their family members lives their neck they're not willing to lose income that like they're just not they're not willing to lose a job they're not willing to go homeless and so it's unrealistic to expect people to be like well let's have this revolution it's not the same because years ago everybody every black person if you were black you were thrown in a box so if everybody's in the same box of course everybody's going to be on the same page Mm -hmm. but once it got to the point where it was quote-unquote levels to us being black you, it's not you're not going to get everybody on the same well, page what's interesting is that there was always levels to it but yeah mm-hmm. once slavery stopped uh in the south anyway because keep in mind up north you still had that classism and stuff correct but it did bring about a different type of classism than even before like it's more pronounced because you know you could own some shit you could uh buy some things you could uh work for yourself you know and so yeah you did have it's it's so interesting because uh there's another dude in the book um and it talks about how he married into uh this family of like black people that actually were upwardly mobile like the father was like a the chancellor of a of a university you know stuff like that and 
it's funny because one is frowning down on the other but essentially you only had your money for one generation more than i did you know you you shot you frowning on me for coming from a country ass town working my way up you were a bellhop and you worked your way up in your lifetime and now you got a little something and now you don't want your daughter to be able to marry you know a poor southern country man you know so it's just you know it doesn't take much like you said that that, Mm -hmm. uh but yeah as once it once the blanket of pure um oppression you know past uh where everyone got it the same kind of quote quote unquote Mm -hmm. yeah it did open up new levels yeah but like you say the 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 uh, um the levels have always been there house nigga feel nigga like it's Mm -hmm. always been there but like you say once the equality of that oppression kind of went well jim crow uh segregation you know that kind of stuff really made it like you know you're unifying because you had to be unified correct but even within what i'm trying to say is even within that struggle there was still different factions of blackness within there it wasn't all yes i guess well, that since we, you know it's not everybody didn't boycott the bus everybody no. didn't um you know uh march everybody didn't um even um come to this a lot of people agree with white people on shit like with black people that were straight up like the, yeah i think segregation is right and black people are inferior to white people and all kind of like it was just as yeah. divided as it is now uh, uh, agreed uh but i but i guess my thing is when it's a common denomination you can get more people to unify on on on, the, on that thing that affects us all regardless of if you're gonna have put skin in the game or not people most people not all because you always going to have somebody that's going to be like well the life i live in is just fine the white man just letting me live you know people in it, it, it you're just going to have that group mm-hmm. uh, outside of that group everybody else is like no this is wrong this is not right and even those people know the shit ain't right sure i like like i said from my reading it seems like people understood it was wrong but there's a certain just like everything you there's a certain level of getting used to it and then that's just life correct so not everybody was a revolutionary you know mm-hmm. a lot of people was actually kind of scared of the revolutionary types because it was like right. y'all gonna get us killed like correct like they killing motherfuckers for this shit and they and and for white people it's very dangerous because they don't know the difference between negroes so they just show up and it's like somebody getting hung you know what i mean we accusing some random person this and so you know people are fleeing leaving town leaving the south and all that stuff but yeah this dude like reading about him and how he basically came back to the south and because he had a taste of like what it's like to not have to live under someone's heel completely completely where you could kind of like stand up for yourself as a person he couldn't just go back and that was yeah because the 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 thing is quote unquote freedoms are we haven't had freedoms that long and i don't think a lot of people understand that like the things that we consider as quote-unquote freedoms they hadn't been around that long and so uh the thing is white people been mad ever since we got our freedoms and they're trying to do everything in their power to take that shit back and they're slowly chipping at it and they're slowly reversing rules and they're slowly wanting to quote-unquote take america back and all that shit this this is the things this is the in my opinion from from what i see white supremacy always wanted to go back to a white supremacist is always on top like white people on top and everybody else is is just underneath them like that's the whole goal and that's the whole purpose and that's the tactic um 
the thing is you have to constantly fight and that's the part that, that, that it's hard to get people to understand it's not a i fight today or i get tired no it's like i got to get up every day and somebody has got to be out there fighting and if i'm not fighting i'm going to give resources like like i might not be on the front line but i can help the people that's out here fighting and pushing and being sure laws and fighting against redlining because all that stems from this shit right here like it's it like it it, it's like the riot it went from riots to laws it went from riots to court cases it went from right so the like the the battle is still there you know you might not be hanging people in the streets and you might not be running up in people's house and taking them out it don't mean that they don't want that to happen it just means that people quote-unquote obey the laws right now yeah i think it's also that when we talk about fight though it's not how people define fighting is varies correct one person's fight you know it's it's low-key why i don't really like what happened like part of my uh what do you call it when you're um reticence part of my reticence towards the kaepernick situation was that it turned into like malcolm jenkins is a coon and it turned into you know like it turned into a lot of like my way or the highway shit and that's one of the things that kind of puts me off of people because it's like you know we have to be careful with the idea that because martin had a different plan than malcolm one of them has to be wrong right you know what i mean like that like that type of thing it bothers me because it then assigns a level of purity to one person that is unattainable for any human being you know so yeah a lot of this stuff is conflicting because it is like what is a fight in this case he was organized he organized essentially the people that were picking fruit into a union right and the reason that he was able to do that was because of scarcity of black healthy men who used to do the picking they could not because there was a war and many of them got drafted into service so him being one of the few who was in america still and not drafted in the war he was like you know left behind and he organized a group of old people and young kids and uh, a couple of his buddies and said we're not picking unless it's 22 cents and they were able to negotiate that but you know once again while i I didn't read this part but while he was doing that it was other people like we're not gonna get it don't do it well we just lucky to get it anyway some of those black people had never had a job picking fruit before they had been um people who uh worked in white people's houses cleaning cooking so you know for pennies and so to them they was like this is why isn't this enough and he was like i can make it so that we can get more money in a day than you would make in a week right but you gotta have some faith in me it's hard that's the part that's hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 the, the thing is you re- you really make my mind tick with this the reason why i say you're making my mind tick with this is for, is for the fact that that is something within us that has never left why is put like this black people have gotten scraps and so it's been passed down from generation to generation just be happy with what you got just accept the scraps you know what you get is just enough why are you asking for more why are you agitating you know why are you going in here demanding your worth you know because all of a sudden you're gonna start problems and the thing is 
how many of us don't get promotions don't ask for raises don't change jobs don't quit <laughs> you know or go to family members and start talking about how you're unhappy or how you and people just the same thing the same tactic it's like hey just be happy with what you got you ought to just be glad the white man got you a job you know boy you got that good government job girl you got that good you know county job and shit like that and it's one of those things that 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 for me is somewhat frustrating particularly if you are a person that is a strong wielded person and like him is like nah fuck that yeah but you know it was interesting i feel like we both had jobs like that yes we have and we both were complacent being paid less than what we felt we were worth Mm -hmm. um and it's only through the show and then you know you just basically through necessity of getting a new job for you that we're really being fed like some some sort of uh some sort of reciprocation from the amount of work that we do and from the products that we create you know that like i think you know being from the south being black a lot of this programming is just in us and it's hard it's hard to believe that you can do better when you don't get better or see better or feel like it's for you and so you know sometimes for him it was moving out of the south i think for us it's probably the show right you know agree when, when we go somewhere and there's people that really want to see us and meet us and people that uh pay money to come, to come listen to us talk like when you see that you can't go back to being like i ain't shit you know yeah yeah and and, and it's one is one of those things where particularly how can i say this particularly if you are a type of person if you have had certain types of lifestyle and you've tasted certain types of freedom and you've you know dealt in certain areas and it's almost like it's unbelievable to you and so when you go back and you tell people that like you say have not experienced it they they can't vision it they just don't understand it's it's hard for them to perceive it because yes like you said uh for me i am where i am now based off of past experiences but yeah if i would have been bolder if i would have been stronger if i would have spoke up you know it's a lot of things that would be completely different but i am glad i went through what i went through though don't get me wrong to get to where i am now it's just for the fact that it's like sometimes you be like but why did it take me so long to to get to to the point to where i'm like you know what i do deserve better you know what i am worthy i am worth more you know and and sometimes uh i gotta say sometimes for people like that in marginalized communities when you have somebody like that i feel sometimes that is beaten out of people for safety is beating out of people because you don't want them to get killed and a lot of times it's beating out of children because see the next generation they haven't experienced a lot of the heartache and pain and hurt and shit that us old folks have they haven't experienced that so to them they're very optimistic and they're very hopeful and it's good for them to be like that and you want them to continue to be like that um but it's like for us we're like well that ain't how the world works and for their protection will actually get them to a point where they'll become complacent and the next thing you know your child might have had a million dollar idea but because you got tired of them drawn on your walls or you got tired of of them just doing things that maybe creative children do you kind of turned them away from the thing that would have been you know the the first generational person to be a doctor or lawyer all these things but when you don't know you just don't know yeah i just think uh that rebelliousness is one of the reasons we don't think 
of it as a black thing in that time period is because we just weren't taught it in schools you're not taught that time period you're not taught about black resistance of any level you're not talking about slave revolts you're not talking about uh the the if you just go through the american school system and they happen to teach you some of black history you honestly will not think that black people had any iteration to revolt or stand up to themselves for themselves until civil rights correct you correct because they just don't teach you about anything else they only teach you about black soldiers in the civil war Mm -hmm. they you know they teach you like harriet tubman escaped you know they they teach you that stuff they don't teach you she came back and uh with, with soldiers and led a command of soldiers uh to uh to fight against slaveholders like they don't they don't teach you that so yeah you know i think that's a big part of it is simply that uh when i i like to read stuff like that and i like to share stuff like that because it inspires me to be like yo this there's just more to these stories than what we were told yeah <clears throat> and the reason why they don't teach you because white supremacy and i think this is why even to today the school systems uh are afraid then they're not afraid of us learning they're not afraid giving the knowledge they're not afraid of of us knowing the truth they're afraid of what will we do with this knowledge they're afraid of oh shit if we let them know that uh their ancestors wouldn't these punks their ancestors fought (laughs) their ancestors demanded more their ancestors were rebellious their ancestors fucked shit up their ancestors stood up for their rights even if it meant death if if we let them know that that uh black people went to the polls knowing that they was going to die for the right to vote if we let them know this more people would be upset about voter suppression more people would be upset about them passing all types of fucked up laws more people would be mad about people getting un- unenrolled from 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 the voting more people would be upset if they knew and 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 the is is strategically designed because the thing is white supremacists even want white people stupid because the more of the populace that's dumb the more you can do whatever the fuck you want to do and you will get no resistance uh all right that's uh today's um of course reading rainbow segment uh some people's least favorite segment butterfly in the sky <laughs> i can go twice as high take, take a, a look, look. It's, it's in a book, book. A reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to grow and ways to grow. A reading rainbow. I can do anything. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. All right. Uh, here's what happens to your people rather hear about ti than this it's y'all's fault really i mean every podcast talking about ti let me guess they don't agree here's what happens to you <laughs> i'm sorry i should this person is definitely never changing that review but oh well. <laughs> they might actually go back and drop the stars right, this, these motherfuckers get mad they be like you, fuck them niggas they got jokes uh that's gonna be the title of the next review <laughs> think they got jokes one star Here's what happens to your body when you overthink. All that excessive obsession and obsessing and rumination totally takes a toll on your on you physically and mentally. If you rehash past conversations, dwell on your choices or get trapped in a tunnel of what if scenarios, there's a pretty good chance you're an overthinker. Oh, hi me. 
this widespread rumination and over obsessing has become somewhat of an epidemic one study from the university of michigan found that 73 percent of adults between the ages of 25 and 35 overthink as do 52 percent uh 45 to 55 year olds um interestingly research has found that many overthinkers believe they're actually doing themselves a favor by cycling through their thoughts but the truth of the matter is that overthinking is a dangerous game that can have a lot of negative consequences on our well-being as david spiegel the director of the center of stress and health at stanford healthcare puts it there are times when worrying about the problem is a lot worse than the problem itself here's what happens to your body when you overthink uh by the way i definitely understand that because there's been times where i got paused on something i need to be doing and thought about it longer than it took me to do it and then i was like if i would have just did it i'd be done right now uh most likely uh you're less likely to take action overthinking creates so many options and choices and scenarios that you end up unable to make a decision it's a concept called analysis paralysis i have experienced this you get stuck in potential consequences that may not even happen just worrying about certain outcomes and that can paralyze us or freeze us from taking an action uh if you don't try things you don't fail which may be a potential concern but you also don't succeed she added when you do finally move forward with the decision you might you might wind up making the wrong one because you got so mixed up by all the competing thoughts yep yep i used to do this with friendships like i have somebody i'm like this person seems like a whack person but uh, am i being too presumptuous of them i don't know this person maybe they maybe it's just a misunderstanding and everybody else that knows them doesn't like them and that's really my you know that's just me assuming but they might be straight i might maybe everybody else is wrong and i would talk myself into being friends and then like a month later be like this nigga's whack as fuck what am i doing i'm gonna hang out with this person and and, and i do think and uh, but i don't really i'm less of an overthinker like way way less than you uh, when it particularly when it comes to certain things, and to an extent that might be a quote somewhat a disadvantage. I'm like, fuck it, do it, move on. Like, uh, you know, and I'm more quick to be like, well, that's my answer. You know, like I'm more quick to be like, it is what it is, and okay, and just da 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 da. You know, but that's not always healthy to either. Sometimes, sometimes in certain situations, if I would have thought about it a little bit more, I would have made a better, a more educated decision. But the pondering thing. I don't i don't maybe in certain situations i might do that but i'm less likely to do that because in my mind i i don't know what the future is and whatever i imagine is is going to be worse than the reality of it and once i realized that i was like oh i'm fucking myself up because you know somebody gives you a call and and say they know uh uh uh, come home in in this emergency your mind which most people your mind and this kind of uh, not, that's a bad example but you know that's kind of the example of how your mind just kind of goes all over the place and you get home and your child talking about uh uh yeah billy bumped his head on the wall and you looking like okay you made me go through these all these scenarios for it to be a, a, a simple situation mm-hmm. and sometimes it is big don't get me wrong but most of the time whatever's in your mind because your imagination is going to be bigger than well, the situation for me that's that's not really what i'm talking about stuff like that i'm talking about stuff like you know doing your taxes and you're like okay i know taxes i do this day and you procrastinate or you think about well if i do this first and i do that and then now now you got the you're up at the deadline it's like oh i didn't do my taxes i got oh lord am i gonna file an extension what am i gonna do and it's like oh because i thought about this longer than i 
then it would have took me 15 minutes to just go in there fill out the paperwork that i need to fill out file away all the stuff that all the programs and shit i've already hooked up to make sure that this is a smooth transition i've thought about it longer than i needed to i could have just done this already right and that's and it's stuff like that that happens all the time you know um okay okay uh, not and that's not you know like i said that's that like just on that level um another side another thing you're less creative yes agreed yeah they said while some overthinking can lead to fresh new ideas it can also backfire and create mental roadblocks that make it challenging to think outside the box another study from stanford came to the same conclusion while hooking up to magnetic resonance image machines mris uh participants were asked to draw a series of images some easy to illustrate some difficult the more difficult the images were to draw the more the participants had to think and the less creative their drawings were on the flip side the less thought involved the more creative the drawings were in short too much thinking seems to put a cap on creativity uh yeah and with what we do for a podcast i don't want to that's one of the reasons i like you know i I try to be a little bit more careful i lean into the fact that i'm uh, a thinker and that i'm thoughtful because i you know i'm never gonna lose that or give that up Mm -mm. but you know certain shit is just like you know am i turning like i'm i remember uh justin i was talking to justin about this and i was like you know one of the things i admire about you is that you're dismissive and he was like mm-hmm. what do you like because people say dismissive they mean something negative by it mm-hmm. and i was like no i like it's a quality i need to have i need to be a bit more dismissive of people rather than engaging people in fruitless conversations or things that what does it matter if this person like agrees with me on my facebook page or not or why do i even need to ask them to explain the shit let's be real they don't give a fuck what i think on Mm. that level and nope and 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 is nine times out of ten it's not gonna work out um and i and 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 i try to balance it like i've like i engage less than i used to you know because just because it's like yeah i did like this is something i have to get used to and same thing with um you know real life and shit you know there's people that i'm just like uh no i'm not there was a dude that used to come to the why i want to talk about politics every saturday and he was a uh a dude that voted for trump and then so it would get everyone would come in because mostly black people at this why they come in and be like hey man how can you say this when he did this this week and what about this week and every week there's something with trump right Mm -hmm. and he always had an excuse and now and then one time he wanted to talk to me about it and i just ignored him <laughs> and uh everybody was like damn like that's kind of rude and i was like no nah, it's not it's what's rude is him wanting to talk about this every week when he knows that nothing's gonna change correct he's wasting my time yeah and so and and it's just it's it's, it's making my basketball not fun correct uh your energy levels might drop because you're overthinking you spend all that mental energy and now your physical energy is lower and you get fatigued um yeah i can see that uh your sleep may take a hit you might have trouble falling asleep because mm-hmm. you're over there thinking all night when you need to be taking your ass to sleep your heart rate needs to go down as does your blood pressure and breathing so you can sleep mm-hmm. but overanalyzing is uh, something that is arousing and by arousing i just mean it elevates your heart and makes you makes you alert too right so you can't really sleep um your appetite might change Mm -hmm. you could either 
like not want to eat because you're thinking all the time it'll suppress your appetite but more likely you're gonna eat more you'll have worry eating which is much more common um, stress eating yeah so you eat because you're just fucking up thinking um and you go for the tastiest and the healthiest things when you're stressed uh because um that you know that's why they call these foods comfort foods high fat mm-hmm. sugary foods you know um so yeah uh and it and it releases a hormone called cortisol i guess the stress that stress hormone uh it increases your appetite when you're when you're with your motivation to eat so while you're stressed out you're eating you're not even thinking about it uh then the last part is how to control your tendency to overthink hey the first step is to notice that you're overthinking okay cool I'm, i see the people in the chat going through it hey we at step one we had step one next you want to find a way to distract yourself and go into physical body and free up your cognitive <laughs> systems think like going for a jog or trying yoga i do i walk now a little bit um well pretty much every day unless i'm playing basketball um i go for a walk um uh, sometimes even if i play basketball I have go for you a walk. been able to tell the difference um oh i i mean I, people have been saying they notice the difference but i i mean i feel a lot more clear about just I'm, I'm a lot less stressed out i'm a lot less anxious Ex- exercise is a great form to relieve stress yeah it's not um and it's not obviously a 100 percent things i mean life right. has things that you should be anxious about that Co- correct some some shit is going to stress you out so it's mm-hmm. not a, a complete like i'm zen and i don't feel anything but i am on a, a different i just i man i said this shit like a year or two ago and i fucking meant it i'm leaning into just my own like hippie-ish inner white woman type shit like i'm not like i'll say white woman but i really just mean like the idea of having some level of um peace and comfort correct because because you know being black man is so uncomfortable it's, yes it is it's, it's so volatile it's not that much peace and everything seems to be kind of taking from you this person got shot the cops did this look uh cat you, you shouldn't be watching the nfl you shouldn't be eating this you shouldn't be going here you shouldn't be listening to the song mm-hmm. like everything is like another box on yourself yes, and another and when you add in what we do for a living and you add in the fact that we kind of have to be on social media to do what we do for a living right you have to i'm constantly thinking about our image how we're presenting ourselves i'm thinking about you know the fact that people have accessibility to us (laughs) the other day you know i talked about lizzo and 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 summer walker and all those people Mm -hmm. and it was upsetting to me to see young black women basically put through that to the point where their mental health was at risk and they had to leave the internet right you know or or they had to like you know want to quit they wanted to quit what they do for a living right and 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 i we also talked about the fact that accessibility means people can actually hit you up to tell you hey i don't like your song or this thing you did i didn't like right literally the next morning when i (laughs) got on twitter someone had listened to our podcast and added the account and was like well this show is angry i mean who's listening that doesn't agree with you geez louise and it's like that's literally the example i was talking about like that's so yes there are people that listen to our show that don't agree with us on stuff people talk about it all the time um they they'll say hey the things you said made me think of this a different way yeah, or, we, and that's the thing people don't mind uh 
we can agree to disagree on certain things yeah yes. so but it's not even about it's just that people do listen to disagree yes they do um so that was number one but number two that accessibility mm-hmm. that literally was what i was talking about it, correct it does like because you're talking to a human being and it does make people go damn like should i be am i bothered by this did this bother me am i upset and so you know i responded back i can't remember what i said but I actually deleted the response it wasn't mean or rude or nothing but i i, I just actually deleted the response period because i said you know what fuck it that that person had something to say um they didn't like that segment or they thought it was too whatever the fuck cool like yeah. what like like that's there was a time where i would have been like trying to engage and get an interaction and and talk to them about it be like now why would you come at this other but you know what i feel much more comfortable being uh, me and i feel much more comfortable knowing that i'm doing my best and trying my best and i'm human so i'm gonna be upset sometimes i'm gonna be sad sometimes i'm gonna be happy sometimes all the show is is a promise to to let you listen to what the fuck we think that's it yeah and and also like i said that's just how our minds tick because you have the right to say whatever you want to say but i have the right to engage or not to engage yeah so a lot of times when i see shit like that i'm like oh well yeah but but my point wasn't about the, the oh well or not i think my overthinking side is one to be like let me talk to this person and see if we can come to some sort of understanding or whatever that's just how I've, that's just the way my mind works right and 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 that's what i was gonna go back to to that's the 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 difference between you you wanting because you want to understand and you want to be understood right the average person don't give a fuck about that the average person right. just want to put exactly. shit out there and they don't give a fuck if they understood and they not they ain't trying to understand because exactly. if you always talking you're never listening well and also even not always talking though i'm saying like that's one second of that person's life like this is what i do for a living but that's one second like to shoot out that tweet you can go out live your life might not even log on to twitter but once a month who knows and i'm sitting over here thinking to myself like oh me and this person i want to talk to them i want to figure this out i want to like you know see if they can understand why i felt this way or that you know but then i'm sitting up there like what look at all this amount of mental energy i'm expending into some random fucking tweet this person might not even fucking they might not like us they might not know us they might not fuck with us they might have listened to the show one time i'm putting all this effort out there into the world for a person that essentially wasn't necessarily asking for that nope you know and not and not and 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 when it comes to my time and my mental energy there are people more deserving of that especially myself like i wasn't spending enough time with myself i wasn't spending enough time like you know doing the things that calm me down as opposed to hype me up so you know i would be uh uh out so now you know i'll go for that walk i'll go out on the balcony and read i'll go uh play some simple ass video game for hours or whatever shit that i just wasn't i was losing track of you know and i think part of that is over over thinking and i think social media is a tool for people that overthink to constantly be out there you know yes and i know for me because i've kind of had real life experience with this where i would be the person that was always considered because like you say 
particularly being a woman being down south you don't want to be considered mean or rude or you know uh uh uh, not being considerate and all that shit and to me i could be almost over considerate and over nice so i understand what you're saying because i used to be the person where if we had a confrontation i would be like well how can i fix this how can i make this right you know pouring this energy for a and not all the time i had to determine is my effort worth it because sometimes it's completely not because you end up pouring and, and, and kind of going after a person that don't give a fuck they ain't thought twice about what the fuck they said they ain't thought nothing about you like you are the fucking furthest thing from their mind um and they live in their best life and you somewhere fucking stressed out they have not considered you they forgot about the situation they've moved on so i had to determine is this worth the effort sometimes yes most of the time it is not because the thing is if i'm that important to that person that person would take the effort to reach out to me because i i was always the person reaching out that's fucking exhausting sometimes that need to be reciprocated if i'm not worth you taking the effort to reciprocate it with it the relationship wasn't worth it in my mind yeah i i mean i understand that for sure like i i think um that's the other that's just the other layer to the overthinking is that i also used to start to assign motivations to people now the thing is i never felt firm about motivation so it wasn't like this nigga didn't call me because they hate me i didn't do i'm not uh paranoid i'm i might be anxious and i might be overthinking so what i would do is be like well maybe this happened maybe that happened what if this what if it's this what if it's nothing what if it's and i and now i'm just spending spending my wills fruitlessly you know like these people they don't even know i'm thinking all this shit Mm -mm. and so um it's just something that you know i think i I just had to work on you know i still am gonna have certain things because my brain works that way oh yeah i'm gonna always branch conversations off into fucking 17 different branches uh because that's just the it's like a choose your own adventure uh book in my head like if i would have said this they would have said that and then obsessing over mistakes obsessing over uh misunderstandings obsessing over that stuff i just needed to stop and one of the things that uh i think has really helped me and uh in my opinion uh, improved the show i don't know you know people may or may not agree but i stopped giving a fuck about trying to get everybody heard you know like i'm trying i try to listen but this idea that i can let people that i i think what they're doing isn't fruitful or i think what they're doing is kind of fucked up i don't have to let them cook in my brain they can do whatever they want to you know but if i find that shit funny or whatever i'm not i can't make everything about their feelings i can't make everything mm-hmm. about um you know pleasing every person because people are impossible to please and i think Correct. you know that was one of the things and many and you know what nobody really said shit nobody really noticed so you know i just stopped doing it and was like fuck it and, and and if people don't like that or whatever i just said that's cool that's okay because at least they don't like me for who i am as opposed to you know being some fake motherfucker that's trying to please everybody or trying to fit in with some crowd that they would never want to fit in with you know yeah and also i think for me a lot of times once you make that shift people will fall off like people will naturally just kind of fall off once you start making shifts and once you start making those changes like a lot of times there's nothing you have to say and nothing you have to do 
if you just change your behavior the people that were there for not the right reasons will leave the people that were sucking you dry sucking your soul sucking your money sucking your energy sucking your life <laughs> so you know just they they were fuck you know you hear their name and all you be like god damn that Them was people the- they leave they will disappear that was the most rewarding thing about all of that because i didn't know that and didn't expect that but like because i you know me i I don't really cut people off like that like it's just kind of naturally i'm okay but i'm okay letting people go right. like i don't try to hold on to nobody if you don't want to be around me nigga pl- go ahead like this is not i, I don't do obligation friendships mm-hmm. and relationships so like it was actually kind of like rewarding because i so a huge part of this was about people causing me stress and then when i chose not to like engage on their level and go back and forth with them and make a big scene they just fell the fuck off mm-hmm. you know and it's getting to be frank i'm getting better at it mm-hmm. like there's now when i just see that fucking you know fork in the road i'm like okay i'm gonna just go ahead and pick the uh peace exit right here and you can go ahead and be upset by yourself or leave me alone or continue to like bother me knowing that or harassing me knowing that i'm not gonna be bothered by it. but it took it took a certain level of like understanding that i only gained through conflict and and saying i'm gonna try something different rather than matching their conflict energy matching that push push and pull go go you know they say something i'm gonna say something worse rather than matching that i said i'm gonna do something else and stay true to myself because my true self would not be engaged in such foolishness you know right and also i i, I think from for, because we have different type of personalities the bulk of my life particularly in my youth in early 20s i was a people pleaser and so that's why this conclusion i came to a lot quicker than you because mm-hmm. i had like real life confrontations real life yeah, i remember we we had Re- within our marriage we had issues right, where right. uh people were trying to basically use you for all that you were worth outside of our relationship and it was like killing our, it was killing our marriage you Correct. know at one point and like we've you know we've been through shit you know as opposed like it's not just us just because we're not you know facebook live in our whole lives because we're not from that generation doesn't mean we haven't been through shit but i remember that period of time you know and the discussions we had about it and stuff yeah and the thing is you had to talk to me and kind of help me see and help me view things and so for me that's why um i am very thankful that i am where i am now and like i told you uh there for me uh and what's so funny about me is that when people see me and they see my demeanor and i've said this before i'm very nice and i'm very sweet and i'm very kind but a lot of people i I become a target like like it's almost like they see a sucker Mm -hmm. they see a fool they see an idiot they see a dummy like 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 a lot of people actually see that with me and so because they see that they make the assumption that i'm not gonna pick up or i'm not gonna know or i'm not gonna be aware or i'm just gonna let them cook um and 
just because i don't call you out just because i don't say anything to you just because i don't acknowledge that i see your action it does not mean i'm not aware i tell people that all the time even at my job and shit i say i know a lot of shit i might not be talking to everybody about it i might not say everything but i am aware of a lot of shit i'm aware on how people interact with people on social media i'm aware of their behaviors i'm aware of what they say just because i don't come in and be like hey honey chat it does not mean i'm not aware and once i know I adapt my behavior accordingly because I let you talk your truth and then I respond to your truth, you know? And so a lot of times people are telling you their life. They're telling you how they're going to behave that you can look at people and how they deal with confrontations and shit like that. And they're going to tell you, this is how it's going to happen with you. And because I'm aware of that now and I'm alert and I can look around, I'm like, Oh, Okay. I see how you responded, and so I'm not, I never think you're an exception to the person's rules. J- you know, just because it hasn't happened with you, just because they ain't fell out with you, does not mean sooner or later it won't come down it, to you and them, and odds are they will behave the same. Not, not unless well, the, I, I think with you, you're a worker and a joiner. Correct. And people see that, and uh, people use that, and mm-hmm. they're like, I, I'm gonna work you to death, I'm gonna, um you're joining into my cause i'm gonna take the credit for the things you do all that kind of shit um like you do a lot of like part of the reason our show works is because you work so hard and you're such a team player right but the difference is i'm reciprocating back because it's a partnership correct there's nothing about what we do that isn't half yours right and so i think the difference is there are people who see oh this person's a worker and a joiner slave now you my slave like now right you do the work for me you get no credit you get no money you get no nothing and that can that helpful team building type of attitude that you have can easily be weaponized against you um and so i think that was a, a big thing you know with the early in our relationship and mm-hmm. obviously we get better at it and, you know there's you know pitfalls here and there there's stuff but you know now it's like okay i'm seeing the signs this person is coming in and they're trying to you know exploit your labor they're trying to exploit your uh whatever and then at the same time i'm often not aware of when it is happening with me correct if we, you know, if we can almost kind of see it it, it kind of in each other um because like i said for me i'm more aware and i'm more alert and i think for me when i made that change and started actually telling people no mm-hmm. and started actually standing up and started because the thing is people will not respect your no until you demand they respect your no and if you don't respect my no, that means you don't respect me. Because everything in life is not going to be a yes. It's, that's no. Sometimes, nigga, I ain't got it. And even if I do got it, I ain't got it for you. And you just have to deal with the fact that today ain't your day. And so, um, because of that, I've, I've, I've come to the realization that, um, I'm more apt now to say I'm not doing that. I'm more apt now to be like that's not my job. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I'm more because like you said I'm a worker. So before you know what I'm doing everything. I'm more apt now to draw boundaries upon myself like I have right. to to be like oh no 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 you're not going to use me and you're not going to abuse me. And I think because I'm very nice and I'm kind and I'm sweet 
when i make that switch to oh i've had enough i shock everybody in the room because a lot of times they be like well oh you always say yeah well bitch not today no right and i'm quick to say no just up front correct but at the same time like um i just you know i just try to be understanding and recognize like with like i said with you i try to make what we do the least amount of work possible for you you know what i mean come in turn on your camera talk that's it you know and that because i'm trying like i i'm thinking of you as well most people aren't they're not like that most people don't seem to think of people that way anyway this is a big ass tangent from what we were talking about <laughs> it has nothing to do with overthinking uh we just overthought that um but yeah uh also find a way to distract yourself with yoga jogging i said that part um uh also uh you can use a worry log 20 minutes before bed write down a list of everything you're worrying about or have to do um let's do help the process of writing it down not typing but actually writing has a a processing effect to your brain to help get it out of that spin cycle Mm. talking to a therapist friend or loved one can also give you a fresh perspective and realize that something that seems terrible or complex really isn't so complicated after all yeah i I had to lean into a lot of uh my own like tighter circle yeah of people that i can bounce things off of like yo what do you think about this situation and you know they're my friends so obviously they care about me but i also don't have any yes men friends like every person i every person that i trust also knows they have the authority to be like hold up i i let me tell you why i disagree or have you thought about it from this perspective now normally i'm the opposite i'm the one that's thought about it from every perspective and then they're like nigga you are overthinking this shit this is this person stole 50 dollars from you you don't have to keep fucking with them no you don't you know what i mean so like normally it's the opposite but still it does help to have people around you like that yeah i know i know for me uh it's uh particularly if i'm at a place where i'm multitasking or you have a lot going on like a lot crossing your mind i've come to the conclusion it it might sound weird and i know we have all this electronical stuff and i know maybe because i'm old if i sit and physically take a pen or pencil and write on that paper like write like just highlight it don't have to be detailed but just a list of, of of certain things i'm more apt to go through that list I know for me personally, I'm like, okay, got that done, check, got that done, check, got that done, check, got that done, check. Yes, I have reminders that remind mm-hmm. me electronically, but I'm like, okay, what are, what are the things I've got to do today? And when you do that, it, it actually eliminates your mind from going in all types of directions. You almost have a plan before you, and you're more apt to be like, okay, these are the things that I need to accomplish. Let me go ahead and knock them out. Uh, So, yeah, that was, and the last thing was meditation or mindfulness can also help to reset your brain mm-hmm. they were talking about so all right um what else to talk about um you know i'm, I'm gonna get into some other shit what else are we gonna talk about oh you know we haven't played this game in a while um let's do some fucking with black people guys <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people today. Uh, the game we go all around the globe, find different articles, make us feel fucked with. This black people will side points scores from zero to hundred. Intervals of twenty five. Sometimes we give it your cars. Today's contestants, everybody, and it's drug cars. I know I'm from the south, and I pronounce it 
wrong and fast sometimes so some of y'all write in and say jacaris is drugaris <laughs> like uh like game of thrones uh tamir rice's mother and the aclu team up for a booklet to teach kids how to interact with police the aclu and the mother of tamir rice samaria uh have created and released a booklet in honor of the boy who was shot dead by cleveland police five years ago publication is called the tamir rice safety handbook and was created to guide children through police interactions the booklet's cover is red rice's favorite color and features a smiling image of the boy on the back with an in loving memory of tamir rice written um according to cleveland.com his name and likeness are featured on six pages that make up the handbook details inside assist children and teenagers on how to utilize their rights and possible scenarios ranging from questioning on the way home to police visiting your home the aclu states that uh being stopped by police officers is a stressful experience and the handbook provides details uh the way for the way youth wait the handbook provided okay i think they meant to say provided not provides okay the handbook provided details the way for youth to be able to control their own actions even when you are doing when you do everything right things can still go wrong these tips can help protect yourself uh help you protect yourself black children often have to be often have to be adults said aclu campaign manager uh melikite um malaku uh they have to navigate those these encounters and have this information on hand in a split second where they might be scared of what's happening next we want to make sure that that we're giving kids the tools that they need while acknowledging that it's not fair that young people have to walk around and fear for their safety like they still do in cleveland samaria rice brought the idea to the aclu to create the god as a part of their know your rights initiative and hopes to save future children from meeting the same fate as her son i told them to use the colors for kids to be more welcoming so they read it and make sure that they read it uh, so they read it and make sure that they read it with their parents the guide is available for download on the aclu website with physical editions available to those who are able to visit the headquarters so zero to a hundred i give this a one hundred and the biggest is why I give it one hundred, not for the actions and not for the writing a book, but the, for the fact that this shit has to be. They feel like this needs to be done in the first place. <laughs> like that's where my hundred comes from. Uh, my my, you know, it's like why don't police officers know how to interact with us? Why do why does the people with the least amount of power need to know how to behave? Yeah, and also like. Tamir Rice didn't have chance to do any of this shit. No, he might not even see the, the police. Like someone need to write a book for the fucking police to know how to interact with our kids. Like it ain't, it ain't the baby's fault. No, it ain't. My, no, you know this is essentially just the talk. This is why I didn't get mad when people had that fucking clip circulating of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren talking about what would you tell your black son, your black child if they were being pulled over by the police? Because no one has the answers. Tamir Samaria Rice lost samaria rice lost her child she did and the solution she could come up with in whether in her grief or just the stone sober hardcore facts i don't have a chance in hell of changing the police so let me teach our children the next child how to know their rights and to be careful and to be safe because we know the police ain't gonna ain't gonna be able to uh to respect no black child 
so yeah it's 100 for me as well and i don't mean that against her or no. against the aclu and i understand it's just, the purpose it's just behind a, it yeah it's just as a black person every single time i think about how fucking unfair it is that we get killed by police for fucking existing um and then we have to tell our children how to behave so they don't get killed for fucking existing uh it's infuriating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah even 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 the the <laughs> Is a, I remember a Warwood Jr. and Jamel Hill was talking about plastic bags and how certain parts of the country now they actually want to ban like the grocery store bags or for recycling reasons or they want you to bring your own bags in there and I remember them talking about it and for me I'm like no 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 give me a bag it ain't nothing but a pack of gum give me a motherfucking bag give me your bag with your writing on it and I'm gonna wrap the receipt around it why because I want to baby get up the motherfucking store you know uh you know it's almost like i said uh from freedom papers you know because all you have to do is somebody accuse you or somebody think you did i don't matter the fact they got cameras on you or whatnot if somebody thinks that you got something in your hand that does, does not belong to you they'll go through it i you know i've i've even to the point where whenever i go to go store i zip my pocketbooks up i close all my pockets because you know what you can have gum or something random in your pocket that you may have previously had. nope zip it up don't don't dig through my pocket and it's like i shouldn't have to be like this but for the fact that i don't want no problems and the thing is you almost have to teach children that too which is fucked up you know uh because that's really what it makes me think about you know how we have to police our behavior but nobody is telling the police how to properly police yeah i mean people are but they ain't gotta listen because they the one with the guns amc theater fires employees for alleged racial profiling incident during harriet screening three employees were fired from a louisiana amc movie theater after being accused of racially profiling african-american moviegoers during the screening of harriet the incident took place at amc clearview palace 12 in uh metairie louisiana on november 3rd during the opening weekend screening of the movie around halfway through the film the projector reportedly stopped and the lights were turned up as an employee entered to address a possible ticket mix-up with members of the african-american women's nonprofit 504 queens who were in attendance according to the washington post the group had reportedly been seated in seats they purchased when another group walked in around 8 15 p.m the second group allegedly saw the seats were occupied and left a theater employee entered the theater shortly after and asked to check one of the women's tickets a 65 65 year old patron sandra gordon said the employee told her she was in the wrong seat but she showed her e-ticket and the employee left a few minutes later a manager stopped the movie and confronted gordon the manager allegedly yelled at gordon and accused her of cursing at the employee who had first checked her ticket it was half and half gordon said on the manager's tone part racial part didn't know what to do ignorance but it didn't even have to go to that level however the incident wasn't over at that point shortly after the humiliating scene a third employee came into the theater to check gordon's ticket again after the movie ended gordon and 14 other women from the 504 queens organization reportedly demanded to speak with a manager to complain about their treatment the manager then issued refunds to anyone else who complained about the incident amc theaters completed an internal investigation which ended in the three employees involved being terminated based on our initial investigation operational mistakes by the theater team led to this unacceptable and unnecessary disruption and we are working with the theater to address what occurred amc spokesman ryan noonan wrote in the statement we sincerely apologize to our guests in the theater for this disruption and for the frustration they experienced as a result yeah one thing i have noticed a tiny detail that says everything to me in this uh 
in this article is uh the 65 year old patron sandra gordon did not deny cussing that woman out or that employee out she did not deny it because she was well within her right if you're gonna try to stop a 65 year old black woman from seeing harriet you getting cussed out fuck what the internet said okay sandra ain't on black twitter she ain't fucking with these you know hotels and the 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 russian propaganda feminism that was trying to destroy this movie because they don't like cynthia revo she ain't worried about y'all canceling her she ain't worried about none of that shit what she did is she came to finally see harriet on the big screen because she probably done read up and learned about harriet Tubman her whole fucking life and ain't been no movies about this woman right one of the first time she's probably been through the movie theater in forever right sandra ain't about to let you motherfucking come in there talk cut on the lights on me i told i showed you my tickets i showed you my e-ticket i'm in the right seat ain't i damn hold on stop the movie we need to talk okay now you got to get cussed out i was polite the The first first time time. come on i was nice the first time (laughs) these black women uh, got together and organized to get this motherfucking 15 tickets to your little rinky dink ass theater come on you messed it what is the name of the group again baby the 504 uh queens yeah i was i heard that name i said oh this is not gonna be no no the 504 queens did not come for this bullshit the 504 queens was like what and guess what all 14 or 15 of mars they black asses up to the front and was like bitch what you know they was all wearing civil rights shirts with like no dash rosa parks come on they all came with that harriet tubman t-shirts on right right we out harriet tubman come on no like you you over there messing with these sisters i'm glad like you lucky the only thing you got was cussed out come on and had to issue a refund dummy you had to get the money back dummy right cost your company money because you couldn't just leave well enough alone not only that you is you ruined it for them and you guess what you ruined it for the other people that were in there too well my question is the people that came in said they in our seats what were they just standing outside like oh, i don't care what it says they in our seats well ma'am they showed us the tickets i don't give a fuck get those niggas out of my seat like what it, take the l bro go to another seat then something happened maybe you got scalped i don't know maybe you got i mean scalping tickets duh anyway um zero to hundred oh you know what i'm i'm gonna get us a hundred for the old black women um but i give a damn zero zero because they fired them people yeah i give it a 50 i'm gonna split the difference uh because it's still fucked with because you know them Ooh. sisters waited waited their whole fucking life to get this film and they got their experience ruined 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 her and ethel and and uh mm. isabel and them and now ida may come on come on now uh patrick patterson of the los angeles clippers referred to black women as bulldogs well that's why nba players marry white women on his anniversary post with his wife photos a common theme of 2010 has been has become love is love where people are forcing people to accept all wait forcing people to accept all okay who wrote this jay rich of hiphopvibe.com stigmas have existed for years over who people choose to be with while prejudice still exists they are nowhere near as bad as they once were however it seems that people still have issues with professional athletes particularly nba players marrying and dating white women a few months ago patrick patterson of the los angeles clippers celebrated his wedding when one fan saw his wife he questioned him on it now i won't lie i don't understand this thing where people think 
I'll let me go on your Instagram wedding photos and ask you why you married the person you married because based off of their race right that ain't got shit to do with me dog that's a level of entitlement and ownership that these fans have that is sick right you, honestly grow the fuck up you don't have to be a fan of a person you don't have to like them and honestly unless they have said or are saying something fucked up about you then i don't know why you would make that your business that being said let's get into whatever his comments were because that's the problem yeah yeah but just the i the thing that started this scene to me is already ridiculous correct um one fan basically said that patrick patterson never made it to the nba she would have never married him answering him patterson said it doesn't matter and love is love but the fan kept hounding him going as far as saying working at walmart in toronto she would have never gone for him what okay um patrick patterson goes on to question the fan asking if he should settle for a bulldog after the man accuses him of giving up loving our women patterson says he chose the happiness that dr king fought for adding that color doesn't matter telling the fan to wake up now see that's how you got fucked up defending yourself you were straight should have just muted them and blocked them and moved the fuck on and he went one step too far and lost everybody mm-hmm. yeah true if i see so he had responded to somebody true if i never made it to the nba i would have never met her while playing for toronto but why does it matter love is love at the end of the day and then mafia material underscore bwa who he's responding to no, bruh, why never. are you why are you engaging with this person never but it's not though bro you grew up loving our women why wait till you get some real money for your perspective and even if you wasn't in the nba worked at a walmart in toronto you wouldn't stand a chance bro you just just become another statistic i bet she the only one in her family history to date a black stay woke my guy and he was this is a hotel what is happening here? he responded to this he really should not this person doesn't know you or your wife why are you responding to them so i should settle for a bulldog and act like i'm happy with my life and preach keep it in your race to the world as if dr king didn't fight slash die for equality acceptance all cultures loving one another and no hate no thanks that may be your life but i don't and he put the wrong maybe that may be your life but i don't want that for mine or my family color doesn't matter wake up yep and uh you you let it slip when you hit that bulldog homie and now the roasting begins mm-hmm. now they finna call your wife every manner of pumpkin spice mayo becky <laughs> that can think of i know he's still getting dragged i ain't even i don't even fuck with his page and i know that nigga got to be getting dragged i think he issued an apology but i can't picture any apology what apology could you fucking have for that being accepted basic and that's the thing nobody you should have ignored him you know because i don't care if you marry becky that's between you and becky i'm not fucking you well, well that's the thing right we always say that most people don't care and most mm-hmm. rational people don't care correct some people do care and they do harass these couples yes they do bruh just don't say shit like you because because honestly there's no defense you can have of your personal love your personal. people are putting macro motivations on a micro situation right there's no fucking way for them to know what it what that is and even if you just literally slipped up and and you were trying to say bulldog as like to be ridiculous or some shit don't matter bro you done fucked up you done made an analogy or just straight up call black women bulldogs in your 
penchant to try to defend yourself which means you think black women are bulldogs now so you getting fried dog uh yeah it said he did issue an apology i i, I gotta read this because nope, people ain't gonna accept that i can't imagine what the fuck it could be like i saw pr person wrote it right away he wrote who wrote it yeah i don't know like i i don't i don't understand it's funny because i just don't understand the levels of it Mm-mm. you know and i know love is one of those things that make people want to um you want you got to fight for your woman yeah. and people do and, like think that's romantic yeah. and all this shit but bruh people no. project because you have somebody projecting their own views onto you about how they think love is it don't matter yeah and this happened a few weeks ago just somehow got brought to everyone's attention he said i want to address my use of the word bulldog during a conversation with someone who i felt was making disrespectful remarks about my wife and our relationship i responded with the same making a cruel comment on my wife's physical stature uh i know that two wrongs don't make a right but i let my emotions get the better of me in the heat of the moment but that for that i apologize to him his wife and the rest of his family for the hurtful and cruel comments made on that day i love my black people i believe in love and equality oh okay hear me out i know what y'all thinking but hear me out i get it he was calling that man's wife ugly he was saying yo my your wife look like a bulldog oh his his wife but see that's the thing it's like when lovey wrote that shit about light-skinned activists blah blah you end up hitting everybody you now everybody yeah. that's a, a activist that's light-skinned is like fuck you right you, you was really talking broad, about one or two people making them broad strokes but you said you got too general with the shit and now you done got fucked up well you hate to see it but uh look like a i'm gonna give it a 75 i guess i mean you got caught out there dog throwing back and forth wise man just don't wait don't argue with fools people from a disc can't tell who's who bro you shouldn't have no they can't damn i did not see that context from the uh beginning uh and i definitely now i do low-key understand why he's why it was phrased that way because it's basically your wife is ugly is what he was saying which is what people do whenever somebody comes at them i mean shit i came from every time i laugh every time i see one of these ugly dudes talk about how they wouldn't date some a super attractive black woman i'm looking like and she, then, she wouldn't she didn't want you to sniff the air around her and then the rest of the day becomes like look at this nigga forehead or why his mustache look like hitler or, you know this nigga look like a potato baked potato and it's just like it's just roasting for the day on i don't <laughs> i don't participate but i do be i laughing. don't participate i'm just here for the joke i'm not even gonna lie and he i got, don't participate but good god it'd be funny like he kind of got papa john right here he kind of got framed a little bit because then people extrapolated the context it just went he thinks black women are bulldogs when he probably think that black woman that that man is dating look like a bulldog which is still which is still Still wrong it is still wrong because that woman didn't go on your page and say nothing to you and you called that man she caught a stray bullet he's like nigga you're coming from my wife i'm going at yours oh it's so fucked up it's like it's like when they used to have that they don't even do it anymore because everybody's too woke but it used to be my favorite when they used to share the uh it was either will no it's the jeopardy meme and it'd be like uh for five hundred dollars your girl looked like this 
this man and then it would be people be like filling in the blank like your girl look like yes! jamal crawford your jail your girl look like uh charles barkley your girl look like seal you know <laughs> like your your girl looks like this gentleman <laughs> like <laughs> yeah they do who is seal <laughs> yeah they they never do that no more who is yeah. fight dog you know what yeah, i mean they, they, everybody to work for that oh man that's crazy man yes chase said his white wife ain't even come to his defense of course not she don't want that smoke because listen i i thought this was totally different because i didn't know the context and i really thought that oh this is what happens you have an anti-black white woman with one of these anti-black black men and they think black women is ugly and they sit over there and drink tea over this and commiserate and sip wine it sounds like she's like no that no no patrick we don't do that leave me the fuck out of this let me go ahead and go on private you 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 got yourself in this shit you had to call that man's wife ugly you didn't even need to be on line defending me i didn't ask for that did not ask for it but i don't know either way it looked bad so people gonna take it i mean after this much distrust in black men and black athletes i i can see people taking it the the most horrific way but you know i'm trying and i've said it on the show several times and i'm not taking it back because it's really just how i believe trying my best to stop going into situations and giving people assigning people the worst motivation off tops and then being like yep that's how it is because i i leave a little bit of room i don't know you know it sounds like he thought that man wife looked like a bulldog but did he think she like a bulldog because she's black Mm-hmm. i don't know now i kind of want to see a picture of it but then i then now i'm problematic right if i what if we look up a picture we part of the problem what if we all look up her picture and she do look like a bulldog what are we gonna say then how many are y'all gonna forgive them of course not it's too late uh, it's too late we already decided the jury is out y'all the jury is already back in and decided but man if that why <laughs> look like a bulldog ooh. This is why I have offline friend conversations because we'll be sitting in the, in the chat like, <laughs> like you see that picture though. You kind of, mm, she look like one of them creatures from uh the Sixth Sense, uh, <laughs> the ones in the airport. You know. <laughs> All right, let me stop, man. Zero to a hundred, uh, seventy-five for me, Karen. Uh, I, I gotta say this. I am going to. I'm gonna give this a hundred. Yeah. Just for the simple fact that that man shouldn't have came for his wife and he shouldn't have came for his wife. Like, 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 it's almost like every, everybody get all the credit. They got caught in, they got caught in wife wars. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, it's like, that's what it happened. Like, it's like, you know, my wife better than your wife and somebody crossed the line and then everybody was like, oh, it's, it's almost like when, uh, when y'all when um you going at somebody and you say something across the line then all of a sudden you wrong when you be like but you didn't hear the everybody heard the other shit he said right but i'm wrong because i talked about this nigga mama everything about this conversation is so bad because the way i'm just going over the conversation the way it started any insult he threw back was gonna be extrapolated to all black women correct so you really he couldn't even been like 
i don't want your ugly ass white people like oh because she black <laughs> like he, uh it's it checkmate was, it was a lose-lose situation should have never responded dog yeah it was a lose-lose situation when when it comes to that he, and then it didn't blow up till weeks later so he couldn't even be like no i was talking about his wife everybody's like i don't think so nigga he man the only response he could have had is your wife ugly you your wife yo you have an ugly wife right and then he could have just said that and be like i wasn't talking about black women let's talk about that black man's wife who is ugly <laughs> he could have said it still that would have been a problem oh he was gonna get fried don't don't uh, i'm not yes. saying it's better i'm not saying it's right i'm saying it's but, better but you know what it's better to shoot a straight shot than to spray everybody in the room he literally sprayed yeah. everybody in the room yeah he got a checkmate that's actually kind of brilliant he was a checkmate damn i didn't think about it damn that's kind of brilliant because it's like whatever if he says your wife ugliest because she a black woman oh so all black wives ugly like damn nigga should just stay there and being rich i guess <sighs> mm, then y'all wonder why the celebrities sip tea in the corner and then be uninformed and shit uh, I, i'm trying to think of other things he could have done and everything makes mm-hmm. it worse everything. he could have been like meet me somewhere and fight me and people were like oh nope. so you fight for a white woman you wouldn't fight for yep. no black woman there's nothing that man could because people had already determined that it was a problem that shit is so and funny. you just want to love your own your wife oh man that shit is so funny man oh man <laughs> yeah you know how it is now you no know, matter what you say you you're not gonna talk move. about my wife like this oh so it's okay to talk about black women like this well i didn't say that Mm-mm, nope nope you racist bro you done fucked yep. up oh dolls this nigga get fried forever what <laughs> he ain't never gonna be able to fix this Mm-mm. <laughs> oh it shouldn't be so funny but it is man <laughs> so sorry i'm sorry to this man because i that's the other thing i don't even know who this nigga is i don't either have no idea i love i love the nba but, but i'm like Ooh. i could not pick this motherfucker out of a lineup i didn't even know he played for the clippers Mm-mm, would not know this man if he delivered papa john's I hate to, to me say it. i hope i don't sound ridiculous i don't know who this man is i mean he could be walking down the street i wouldn't i wouldn't know a thing sorry to this man all right uh should we do another one um <laughs> uh regardless i'm still here for the jokes though i might not participate in the party but it don't mean i ain't peeking in through the window i mean it is funny to me i'm not even gonna front like this is a bad situation to be in and hey maybe he meant it 100 percent the most racist possible way possible but i really thought when i saw that headline i was gonna go on his instagram page and he was gonna be like black women are bulldogs but then seeing his apology i'm like oh he think that woman a bulldog i, I don't you know what i don't want to see the picture evidence that made him come mm-hmm. to that conclusion mm-hmm. you know people have different standards of beauty and maybe he has they a, do maybe he just everyone's beautiful to me okay if you like it i love it mm-hmm Whew, he should have just not said shit anyway let's go to the next segment um let's do uh oh wait shit i almost uh <clears throat> almost forgot about everybody's new favorite segment on the show <laughs> new favorite segment that black capitalism can't can't get <laughs> can't go out without this guys bring up my list of capitalists they gonna like it I be getting to the money. 
Rihanna names Normani as Savage Fenty's first ever. Let's do it. Uh, remember when Normani turned it turned it out at Rihanna's fashion show extravaganza for Savage Fenty? It seems that the the two artists had developed a real kinship that, since then because the motivation singer just announced that Re signed her as the lingerie brand's first ever brand ambassador. <clears throat> Taking an Instagram to share the news normani unveiled a series of photos where she's smoldering and posing in bright red savage fenty garb the singer has nothing but high praise for riri telling vogue that she was very honored that that uh that the ass came for rihanna herself can, can we see pictures or do you have pictures um i do have pictures but it's slow loading um okay. i guess i could put it on screen uh so you guys can celebrate this capitalism mm-hmm uh that I'm, is hurting us and holding us back as black people i'm in here to party we won't get free because she could sell some lingerie money that is assuredly going to some white person somewhere at the end of the day yes rihanna gets a cut but white people own the matters of production on this mm-hmm. so rihanna ain't doing nothing but being a black face for white supremacist yes, capitalism honey and that, oh, that's beautiful i know that this is her passion project uh something she genuinely wholeheartedly believes in and cares about and unlike black people she don't care about the people and the fact that she wanted me to be a part of that meant a lot to me she is somebody i looked up to for a very very long time wow that's so sad looking up to another capitalist so i already know what kind of sister you gonna turn out to be another black person giving all making money for the white man keeping all of us oppressed looking all delicious in your lingerie trying to trick us into being for capitalism that's not gonna get us free Mm-mm-mm. so this is the kind of capitalism i'm supposed to be okay being on the bottom of that's pretty being underneath sitting on my face dripping all of my beard no thank you <laughs> i don't appreciate this bullshit well then you gonna be mad by yourself my brother look at this you see how she got gold and shit mm-hmm. that's just like beyonce's billionaire purse okay trying to flaunt her wealth all up in our face i don't think so i'm fine with that the people and the proletariat are not pleased Mm-mm. just you just you reflecting on the see karen you you defending these bourgeoisie blacks i sure and am it's, and it's not doing nothing but setting us back Reflecting on her time dancing and performing at the Savage Fenty show, she described the experience as powerful, particularly for a strong showcase of diversity. It was great to be among so many amazing human beings who deserve to be celebrated because they're all beautiful, all shapes, all sizes. The show represented everybody. I just love how inclusive the brand is and how it gives everybody the opportunity to feel sexy, beautiful, and empowered, which is everything that I stand for as well. Except for poor people! How we supposed to feel how we supposed to feel in power we can't even afford this shit hmm anybody want to talk about that <coughs> anybody want to talk about the the price of fenty and how expensive it is it's worth it though it's the best makeup wow. i ever bought wow of course it's worth it to the white it's worth it honey to the white industrial makeup I, beauty I, complex of course it's 
worth it because Put a it. woman's worth in capitalism is only seen as her attractiveness Karen you wake up you look here black man that ain't don't give a damn about makeup as somebody who is um makeup deficient I don't, y'all know me I don't know jack shit about makeup I can put this on in one fell swoop this this is the shit for me wow look at my chat room full of just goddamn capitalist supremacists i sure am supremacists just up in here taco supremacists up in here i sure am i'm 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 i might mess around and go buy me some more lip gloss wow it's it's really sad to see what what they what they tricking you blacks into being Mm -hmm. i haven't bought no savage yet i might i might have to peek over there and see what she doing let me know when rihanna come out with some socialist lingerie and then maybe we can talk okay socialist by savage no they don't yes they do Mm-mm, not real ones them fake ass ones probably do but the real ones like me Mm-mm. we will go without you, you don't buy nothing then black women entrepreneurs acquire fashion fair cosmetics let's do it fa- fashion fair Ooh, fashion fair. how old is fashion fair let me see fashion fair been around since 1942 that's an old that's an old ass line black women are displaying the power of collaboration in the realm of business according to the chicago sun times former johnson publishing company executive cheryl mayberry mckissick and desiree rogers have joined forces to acquire fashion the fashion fair beauty line the business women purchased the legendary brand for 1.85 million dollars that could have gone to feeding the homeless or some other charity or a socialist organization from the johnson publishing company the cosmetic brand which was created by eunice w johnson eunice johnson okay launched 46 years ago and grew to become one of the most successful black owned beauty companies in the world i went too far it was founded in 1973 i knew it was before i was born uh well yeah i mean that's a good point uh fashion fair one of the first cosmetic lines created for women of color amassed 56 million dollars at the height of its existence uh 56 million dollars they took from the community yeah, okay what? black people could have used that to start their own uh independent uh gardens within the the same zones where we have food deserts but nah we giving it to the makeup ladies so they could just get what mansions and cars and shit uh, did, 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 capitalism did, won't save us didn't didn't anybody tell you that uh they, they burnt places down like it's like whole cities black wall street you know and we could have built it back with some money that we would have put instead of in the makeup into putting things back up that's all i'm saying uh-uh. <clears throat> but instead y'all want to see just because it's a black one a group of black women making all the money i guess it's okay yes yes sir yes the women will revive the brand through a community focused capsule collection they want to introduce the brand to a new generation while staying true to fashion fair's rich cultural legacy fashion fair is just too valuable for our community to lose oh you mean the community they robbed of all the money to make us look good rogers told crane chicago business in a statement uh we plan to modernize the brand and the products but will remain true to the company's roots which was to create prestige product focused on women of color prestige is just another word for the bourgeoisie that is all that is Mm-mm. you're not fooling me sis this ain't nothing but donald trump in blackface okay what mm-hmm. this is how it starts karen next thing you know they out here running for you, president you and your tinfoil hat need to get on now i'm just i'm just trying to stop the capitalism at, at its roots 
y'all every time i see y'all share these articles yes secure the bag sis secure it black girl magic yes sir you mean black girl capitalism yes. oh okay i don't think there's no magic in capitalism earlier this year <laughs> they purchased the black opal really brand. see they over there oh, being Lord, a monopoly they, they going for all of it opal let me mm-hmm. see the opal been around forever too they trying to buy a park place next at the black opal <laughs> see this is how it happens and y'all be okay and then they raise the rent and now we broke the two wanted to lead the resurgence of iconic companies that historically catered to black women it really didn't make much take much convincing when she told me we might have this opportunity with black opal for me yes it was about beauty and cosmetics and skincare it was also about my for my community and women of color and i loved all that i felt there were so many opportunities here both in the industry and even with this brand <clears throat> well last time i checked you can't get us free by buying up the block okay jay-z said that and everybody said all that was gonna do was raise the rent and black people was gonna gentrify other black people out of their place they said that's how he meant it because black capitalism y'all now you telling me they not about to do this with all these black owned beauty brands that they buying up hmm see this is how i guess i'm too woke for y'all you sure is sir you are too woke the acquisitions come at a time when there still remains a lack of diversity in regards to ownership in the beauty industry according to business insider the industry which is worth 532 billion dollars is white male dominated right as it should be because white men capitalists is exactly who runs white patriarchal capitalism that's how it's supposed to be every time a black person get something i'm gonna be on their ass because that's whites only money black people shouldn't be out here getting this money are you crazy we all need to be poor and wait till socialism hit and then we'll all have the same universal income that's do do i need to counsel my husband what is happening karen i'm just trying to stop the black capitalism that y'all are being seduced by just because y'all see black women with nice makeup looking all good and shit i know because i follow most of them on instagram (laughs) what we need to stop it is what i'm trying to say that's been it for this this segment they ain't gonna like me they ain't gonna like me i'll be getting to the money everybody man that's right it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we really play new hours from all over the globe we ask our contestants today karen in the chat room to guess the race and of course everybody playing is racist all right let's get to our first one karen a florida stripper is facing criminal charges after allegedly kicking the manager of a gentleman's club in the genitals while wearing high heel exotic dancer shoes oh that is a kink now well then i mean consensually yes consensually yeah yeah um also wouldn't it now be a genital man's club (laughs) oh yes 
yes i did <laughs> uh investigators allege that lakeisha ortiz 35 became unruly early yesterday morning after the manager of sensations spell s-i-n sations an adult club at clear in clearwater asked her to go home for the evening Oh, cops noted that ortiz who was employed as an exotic dancer was asked to leave the club because she was intoxicated ah oh, you can't 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 read <clears throat> your coordination can't be danced that she allegedly threw beer bottles and glass drinking cups upon being asked by manager mark kachana to kachacha kachacha all right to depart the club later as a club as club security and kachacha sought to de-escalate the situation ortiz allegedly front kicked him directly in his genitals while wearing her work shoes he then or she then allegedly kicked him in the stomach after cops arrived the sensations ortiz allegedly kicked uh kicked him a third time directly in front of the police department sergeant oh shit she's been charged with battle battery and disorderly conduct both misdemeanors ortiz was booked into the county jail at 3 15 a.m she was released from custody sunday evening on 650 dollars bond karen guess the race of lakeisha ortiz oh she black all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe uh about it about it black all right um wait diamond said lock the door black worst thing you she's so black worst thing you can do to keisha is mess with her money black lakeisha diamond ortiz play of all black puerto rican black latina afro latinx uh can't be given sloppy lap dances at the players club black likes to play kickball black black and i blame him for still being with their kicking distance at her after the first time Aww. blaming the victim anyway uh she was black and my understanding is there's white and black latina or latinx people and uh her ass black she one of the black ones mm-hmm. so you say anything other Ooh, than black yeah she black yeah and if you didn't know from the name uh her face says i will kick you in the balls she got she got that she got a ball kicking face definitely gotta kick you in the balls face um an ex-con has been jailed on grand theft burrito charge oh shit an arizona felon is back behind bars uh following his arrest last saturday night on a grand theft burrito charge according to investigators timothy bell 29 approached a man on a phoenix street and took that person's property by force while making threatening statements okay the stolen property a felony complaint states was a burrito of less value than a thousand dollars i would hope so who the fuck is jacking people for burritos and how the fuck is a burrito of a thousand dollars under a thousand oh under a thousand yeah under. okay yeah they're going under i was that's why i'm like is there a burrito over a thousand shit oh yeah of course not <clears throat> after having this burrito stolen the victim called 911 and followed bell until police located the ex-con and arrested him on downtown phoenix street around 8 40 p.m he's listed as a transient in court records he was found in possession of a wrapper from the burrito he stole so he ate that burrito ha <laughs> 
he's like good got rid of the evidence oh no they got the rapper uh seen above he was booked in the maricopa county jail on a felony robbery charge for which no bond has been set i wonder if he just wanted to go to jail if he was on the streets like maybe it's just like good now they can put me back in jail at least it's you know warm and they got food bell's rap sheet includes two separate state prison terms conviction for weapon possession disorderly conduct trespassing and narcotics possession he is currently on probation in connection with a 2015 conviction for misdemeanors and misconduct involving weapons a felony for which he served nearly three years in custody man well sounds like it's a rap for our burrito thief Uh, karen guess the race what was his name again his name is timothy bell maybe he's related to taco bell and he's like that's my burrito i don't know timothy bell is his name i'm gonna say timothy bell was black okay someone spilled the beans on him all right i won't play it for that uh all right let's go to the chat room and see what they believe timothy bell's race is this is a white all those convictions and still was out of jail plus black folks still chicken we didn't say what was in the burrito black i need more clues fuck it white white boy wasted hot sauce on his burrito black white cuz if he was hispanic they would have been deported him taco tuesday tim white black white very divided over this very divided chat rooms all over the place karen went with black karen is right how'd you even get that uh listen to the rap sheet i kept saying it's a long ass rap sheet okay okay and of course uh many of you guys went with something other than black and y'all wrong and he ate the burrito and it like smushed it in the face and nothing the nigga was hungry mm, I, I don't know how that's a black thing but sure uh, maybe it was a chicken burrito i don't know it may be um all right let's go to the bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race karen is two for two she's been on fire this week i know can y'all believe it and just like real racism your logic and my logic ain't gotta make sense that's true that is true all right let's see if you go three for three over there uh the race whisperer i know right nashville tennessee a 66 year old repeat offender is accused of getting naked and scaring tourists in a restaurant friday morning at the bicentennial capital mall state park oh shit According to an arrest warrant, a custodian called police to report a man creating a disturbance in a park bathroom. The paperwork states she told officers the man was naked and speaking gibberish, while also swinging a belt and throwing objects, scaring tourists who were attempting to use the bathroom. <gasps> when police arrived to the restroom, it was cleared as officers tried to convince the suspect to get dressed. A tour bus arrived 40 minutes later and police said they forcefully removed him from the restroom and took him into custody. The suspect, identified by police as Odell Crump, was booked into the metro jail on the charge of disorderly conduct his bond was set at fifteen hundred dollars 
on live court records show he has been arrested more than 20 times for more than 20 charges in 2019 uh most of those charges have been dropped though so guess the race of odell crump odell crump is out here crumping black all right let's check the chat room negro that's that's a black ass name yeah if he white i I will be shocked <laughs> never heard of white odell huh Mm-mm. uh with the, with the crump is the last name well, how many white crumps you know around here uh can't act right black that name says uh old man old black man fed up with everybody shit tickle me odell got uh kicked off sesame street black uh that nigga black black odell was trying to show his crumpet that is a nigga come on odell just a black ass name everybody went with black on this one everyone you guys got it correct he he's a black man uh yeah odell's black that's him and that'd be scary you walk in the bathroom a nigga got a belt swinging around no clothes on talking gibberish oh yeah that's yeah i was about to say that sound like an old ass man's name mm-hmm. yeah he is old and black man sad to see whatever happened to him to get him to that point man oh man odell put your dick away god damn that's what sound like you do that all the time got arrested more than 20 times odell like that acting the fool again have to call yeah. cops oh go on to the bathroom and get the hose see if you can get odell out of there shaking his dick around scaring all the tourists i just came down here to see where the home of blues was built and right. some shit and he's like you gonna see this dick first hey bitch where do you see this <laughs> right where do you see my dick i know you sitting there going where this beat come from you walk in the bathroom <laughs> you walk in the bathroom Somebody and this whispering. old ass nigga in the corner <laughs> i wanna whisper in your ear tell you something that you want like to hear <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what's happening in here? You're like, what? What? <laughs> no, I think I, I think I want to leave your island. Where do you see this old dick? Like, wow, wow. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> you had the belt. I'm gonna beat this pussy up. <laughs> oh, Odell. uh a man carrying a sword uh on vine street prompts calls to emergency dispatch okay um i mean this isn't the feudal era so why a man would feel the need to carry a sword seems kind of ridiculous uh the janice county emergency dispatch was received multiple calls about a white male wearing a camouflage jacket carrying a sword walking on vine street toward main street in batavia police have been dispatched wait that's the whole article okay i guess the batavia.com they like to keep it short <laughs> straight <laughs> to the facts straight to the fact number facts here what happened did you catch him that's in the next article <laughs> we don't embellish the nothing. next article we caught him they end like okay then um all right that's it uh we'll be back <laughs> uh hopefully we can come back tomorrow depending on if karen gets off work earlier because we have a basketball game yes uh to go to we gotta see the uh the hornets play 
um so if karen gets off work early enough we'll probably do an early show so we can recap the walking dead uh mid-season finale and then we'll be done with recaps for uh, a few weeks and um if not then hey y'all get that shit whenever uh <laughs> whenever you know, y'all come, get it yeah saturday sunday whenever we come back <laughs> also this too much should well it's possible to happen uh friday morning but it's tentative well guys i'll let you know on that too that also is on a, the fall break after this so uh you know lots of rest and relaxation and then uh after that one of the early weeks of december i'm definitely taking off so, okay just letting you guys know so uh all right until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.